you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased Ihanyinoro nozioma nke mak nke agoputara anyi tata first chapter of Mark's gospel verse 11 Otito derejeso The long beautiful festive period of Christmas is ending Ejermenu gunya jeba my nephew ekukwa I know in the traffic for one hour, almost in the transeculo. Men with accident. Reason yesterday was Saturday was the last Abamekoko no get Christmas before Ndushi Lagos, Ndushi Abuja, Ndushi Mbehishi Lelata, Tendishi Obudu Ibu, Alachi Gide. Ogajura Bogo. Nan and Nego do get COVID, DJ Geko this time around, even though in the cathedral, I water leggy eye on him. I will tell the administrator from next Sunday, Onye Yigo mask, Yabatale. I keep telling you, I have my own on once anybody is near me. Ogajurabuganan and Nega, COVID, DJ Geko. No more Kukwa Gayachi, Meme, except in the university. Now life is getting back to normal. All the time of the exchange of pleasantries, celebrations and visits is gradually coming to an end. And from today in the church's liturgical calendar, we begin the ordinary time of the year. And as you remember, in the ordinary time of the year, the vestments, the color, liturgical color of the church is green. The green of hope, the green of life, the green of practical engagement in the society. It is white today because we are still celebrating an important feast, the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Authority here behind Yamutana baptism, Emery Jason. Manatupu and Yakui Hai Yamutana Yabu baptism. Odumpa, Kainenya, Nihogogo, Gospel Lagana Etata. You remember that in the readings, the church's cycle on Sundays is divided into three. Three years, year A, year B, and year C. Year A, we are accompanied on Sundays by the Gospel of Matthew. And year B, we are accompanied by the Gospel of Mark. And year C, by the Gospel of Luke. 
the Gospel of John is scattered in the various Sundays of the three years. So that within three years we would have listened to most of the Gospels. This year being year B, we are being accompanied by the Gospel of Mark. It is the shortest, very brief, straight to the point. I always remind you, to understand the life and message of Christ, take the entire scripture together along with the celebrations of the church and the tradition of the church. Because before the Gospels or New Testament were written, the church was celebrating the mysteries of Christ and teaching, repeating his teaching for years before they started to be written down. If you take only one gospel, you will not understand. But if you take them together and pay attention to some of the differences in details, you see how God is using every gospel to teach us something particular. For instance, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Three of them record that John baptized Jesus. The Gospel of John does not record that. But then, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, three of them record that the Spirit descended on Jesus in the form of a dove at the beginning of his public ministry. But even those three Gospels that recorded that Jesus was baptized by John, they did not record it in the same way. Little, little differences will make the Bible more interesting to you. Matthew chapter John verse James. It requires study, patience, and prayer to understand the scriptures. Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 records that Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee to be baptized by John in the river Jordan. Nazareth in Galilee and where John was baptizing in Judea, they are not the same vicinity. So Matthew says that Jesus left Nazareth where he had grown up. Remember the stages of his infancy. Mark does not tell us anything about how Jesus was born. Matthew only tells us that when he was born, the angel told Joseph that the pregnancy was from the Spirit. And after his birth, some wise men came from the east to visit, and thereafter they ran to Egypt. And when they came back, they retired to the life, quiet life in Nazareth. More we don't know. Luke tells us more about how he was born. 
how the message was first announced to the shepherds in Bethlehem and also how after eight days Jesus was circumcised and after the time when the time came for purification they took him to the temple and when he was about 12 years they went to Jerusalem he didn't mention the return to Nazareth until chapter 4 when he said he came to Nazareth where he had grown up and after chapter 12 uh, chapter uh, the story of his being in the temple at the feast in Jerusalem when he was about 12 years we don't hear anything again but then we know when we put the records together that the family of Jesus Mary and Joseph spent all the time of Jesus's infancy and early adulthood in Nazareth from there Matthew says he came specifically to Judea to the Jordan to be baptized by John the gospel we heard today simply says that Jesus in those days it happened it happened there was no specific program according to the record it happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee no special project according to this record and he came to be baptized in the Jordan by John you already see a difference in Matthew he left to be baptized by John in Mark he just said he happened to be there and he was baptized by John and Luke doesn't even say any of those things Luke simply tells us after many people had been baptized and Jesus himself had been baptized and was praying now these little little details teach us special lessons first of all we need to know that in the life of Jesus just like in the life of any of us nothing happens by chance if you read only Luke's gospel you will think that Jesus just happened to, and Mark you will think that just Jesus just happened to be there and then was baptized by John you need to read also Matthew to understand that he set out specifically to be baptized furthermore all of them record that Jesus's baptism was within the context of John's preaching and baptism Jesus came after John had been preaching and baptizing people and John had told them even in John's gospel there is somebody who is among you I am not worthy to untie his sandals I am baptizing you with water for repentance but he will baptize you with Holy Spirit and with fire in Matthew's gospel 
after the baptism as Jesus was coming out the heavens were opened and a voice came and the Holy Spirit the Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove bodily and the voice said pay attention this is my beloved son that is Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 Luke and Mark Mark chapter 1 verse 11 and Luke chapter 3 verse 22 does not say this is my beloved son because this is my beloved son we read in the story of this transfiguration represented for us in the painting on our ceiling the first one here during the transfiguration we hear the voice from the cloud saying to the apostles this is my beloved son but math mark and luke say that the voice really said you are my beloved son which means the voice of the father was addressing jesus not the disciples you are my beloved son in whom i am well pleased this was a witnessing First of all, God the Father and the Holy Spirit were present in the beginning of the ministry of Jesus as a confirmation of his mission. To tell him, now the battle has begun. You don't need to be afraid. Whatever you do, whatever happens from now onwards, you you are my beloved son and I'm well pleased in you this witness of the father to the son this reaffirmation of the identity of the father of the son by the father and the spirit gave Jesus extra courage and the spirit that was present there was a confirmation of the fact that he was the Messiah the anointed one and since he is God I keep telling you this he was not anointed with oil by any human being in the biblical tradition, Ijegma Bible, in the Old Testament, nobody anoints himself. Every person was always anointed either by a prophet or a priest. And spiritually, the person anointing would always be higher than the person being anointed. There was no higher priest to anoint Jesus. Therefore, Jesus was anointed directly by the Holy Spirit. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38. When Peter was telling Cornelius the story of the life of Jesus, he said, you must have heard of this man who was anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good. 
Anytime anybody tells you to buy anointing oil and anoint yourself, that person is not a Christian. anointing oil. anointing. your window, your doors, your foundation, even pen each day exam. That is not Christian. Don't tell me no na walk. Because no walk. Not everything that works is right. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit because he is God, and there was no higher priest to anoint him. But he gave his apostles the power to anoint others with some spirit, but sacramentally using signs. And from now onwards, the apostles had the power to give others the Holy Spirit through anointing because Jesus had given them that power. You are my beloved son in whom I am well placed. Jesus who did not need baptism because the baptism of John, you see it represented near our baptismal font there, was a baptism of repentance as Jesus, John himself said. And as Jesus approaches to be baptized, John protests. Look, bros, uh -uh. which one be this one now? Now me supposed come to you for baptism. No be you. Remember that immediately the mother of John heard the voice of the mother of Jesus. Both of them were pregnant with their children. John recognized Jesus and leaped in the womb. And John says in John's gospel, I did not know him, but I was told the person on whom you see the spirit descend as a dove and remain that person is the Messiah. So John, even though close, and I will come to that, when he was already in uh, prison and close to his execution, watching Jesus perform, sent disciples to ask him, are you the one? But he knew him. So he recognized him and said, no, I think we are misplacing our rules. You should be the one to baptize me. Jesus said, leave it now. Leave it that way. There must be a reason why it is like this. Two reasons I find myself. There will be many more. The first reason is in humiliating himself, humbling himself, and identifying with his sinful brothers and sisters the voice of the father and the presence of the spirit came to him in his humiliation in his humble state in his lowliness he was exalted saint hippolytus says Imagine what we would have missed 
if Jesus had not allowed John to baptize him, I think it was Gregory of Nazianzian that said it anyway. Imagine what we would have missed if Jesus had agreed to the suggestion of John that he would not be baptized by John, he should not be baptized by John. Would we have had this? But apart from we, Jesus himself was the first beneficiary of that act of self-humiliation. Any leader, religious, political, social, economic, who cuts himself off from the daily life of his people will never know the glory of leadership. Never, ever. Many of our leaders, political leaders now, are living in fool's paradise. They don't know Nigeria. And they pick up information given to them by paid psychophants. People who are paid to tell them only what they want to hear. They have cut themselves off entirely from the reality of the people they are leading. And God cannot even reveal himself to them anymore. It is, it's not just politicians. Some religious leaders, including Ayuabundi Bishop, I'm not saying of which church. I give an example. All that some priests and pastors know is how to collect money from Christians. And they have no idea how much a cup of rice is costing. There are 50 collections in one service. Deception. You hear it. That some pastors have private jets bought by the money of poor people. Sometimes bought with the blood of poor people because some of them die trying to raise that money. They, have, they don't care. Because they don't know the reality of the people they are leading spiritually. They don't even know that some of that money is stolen from public funds. And they, if they know, they don't care. Are we to talk about political leaders when once you become a local government chairman or even a vice chancellor of a university, you have police escort? How will you experience the insecurity in our country? Will the governor have experienced the hold up I experienced yesterday? Before Ruten and the Nevunus are to Chamon Halle, Achulargan, Gota, and Kahabasazra, they don't care. One day, I was performing my function as pro chancellor and chairman of council of Enugu State University of Science and Technology. And for a very long time, I had no official cap. So I used my own car. Got the tinted. It hadn't tinted glass. But in order to arrive early, I succumbed to the temptation of allowing myself to be accompanied by escort. I And escort bido. And my phone rang. 
my phone rang. I got one of our diocesans. Awesome, Father Bishop Nzaya. Awesome, have you joined our oppressors? I just saw you pass with escort pushing all of us into the gutter. I was ashamed. I, I managed to respond. I'm going for a service of all of you. But I knew it was wrong. But that is the life our leaders are living. Jesus did not want to be saved the experience of that humiliation of repentance. He did not need it. But in humbling himself, he was exalted by the Father and the Spirit. Do you want God to reveal himself and even your identity to you as a leader? Be where your people are. Identify with your people. That is the only way you will even understand whom you are. And besides, we ourselves have a lesson to learn from that. Because with the voice, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He is the only begotten son of God. And the only one who has entitlement to that qualification. The beloved in whom I am well pleased. But by our adoption through baptism, that same word has been spoken on the head of each one of us. You are my daughter. You are my son, whom in Christ I have adopted, and I am well pleased in you. But is he? Is the father well pleased in me? Is he well pleased in you? Is he proud of you as a son, as a daughter? Only you can answer it. Don't mind what the people will tell you. You are the best bishop we have ever had in the history of the world. Man. In him, he's adopted. In him, we have become adopted children of God. In Jesus. And in him, it is now possible for God to be pleased with us. Don't forget, I think Isaiah chapter 45 verse 1 says, If you would open the heavens and come down, because when Adam and Eve sinned, heaven was shut. But when Jesus came, the heavens opened. Before his baptism, Jesus was revealed by an angel to the shepherds, by a star to the wise men, but this time by God himself. The heavens are opened. And it is again possible for human beings to commune directly with God through Jesus, the beloved son, in whom he is well pleased. But this being well pleased is being well pleased unto service, unto suffering, unto death. Jesus was anointed by the Holy with the Holy Spirit and power for a mission. 
Luke chapter 4 and Isaiah chapter 61. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 and 2. The Spirit of the Lord has been giving me is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to let the oppressed go free That was at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He used that passage from Isaiah. I have received the Spirit of God is in me. The Spirit of the Father is in me for a mission. To proclaim the truth that liberates you. Only the truth will make you free. To heal the sick. Enlighten the blind. Defend the right of the oppressed. Die for the sake of the oppressed. That is why I have the Spirit. That is why I am anointed. That is why I am the beloved Son of God. You, beloved Son, you, beloved daughter by adoption, why did you receive your own Spirit? Or what are you doing with the anointing you have received? We, we know that when our pastors, some of them who receive anointing, they specialize in prophesying who will win the American election. One was even saying as late as last month that the present president of the U.S. would uh, win. We, have, we all know the results by now. Of course, sometimes also, I have said it, some treat privileged information they imagine to obtain as prophecy. You have received anointing at baptism, renewed at confirmation, and each time you receive the Eucharist, what are you doing? Jesus went about doing good after being anointed by the Holy Spirit and with power. What good are you doing with your own anointing? Some of us think that it is sufficient for a Christian or a Catholic or an Igbo man or an Igbo Catholic to be president of Nigeria so that things will be better. How many Muslims are local government chairmen in the southeast? Or counselors? How many of them are governors? How many of them are commissioners? How many of them are members of the state legislature? If the problem was just with Christianity and non Christianity, and how many Christians and how many Catholics are in the National Assembly, are in the executive of the present government? What are you doing with the anointing you have received? Stop shifting the blame. Of course, we all hope 
that any person who has internalized the values of Christianity will show those values in public office. But if you are not showing those values in public office, are you representing Christian interests? You are a disgrace to Christianity, a disgrace to yourself, and you are harming Christianity. What my brother in Sokoto and I have been saying for some months now is that the present federal government in Nigeria, the way it is ruling this country, has harmed Islam and Fulanese more than Boko Haram and the headsmen. Has done more harm. Because the suspicion people did not have about Muslims now suddenly appeared from where? Who would have worried about the presence of headsmen in our farms if they were peaceful? I mean in our forests. But because the impression is given that they can do anything with impunity and get away with it, since their man is at the top, and even as law enforcement agents and officers of security, they are in charge, whether they approve or not, that is the impression given. And this is harming Nigeria. When you say it, arrest him. Come now. We will not go talk. The problem may be with the way they talk or now with the person where they do or people where they do. If you know what may we talk, make you do different now. During the Second African Synod, Catholic bishops from all over Africa, along with their brothers from America, Europe, and Asia, gathered with the Pope and they issued a statement. They said, Catholics in public office should please, please exercise their office according to Christian principles of love, justice, peace, fairness. If you are not ready to do that, stop shaming the Catholic Church. Get out. And I'm asking every single religion or denomination in this country to have the courage to say that. All Muslims should tell Muslims in public office, if you are not ruling this country capably with justice, wisdom, fairness, get out because you are destroying Islam. All Protestants and Pentecostals should have the courage to say the same. It is not about filling the place with your own men when the country is sinking. What are you doing with your anointing? I'll give you an example. From whom every public officer in Nigeria should learn, including the president and his men. Her name is Dora Akunyele. She was a Catholic. When she came to Nafdak, the place was rotten and people were dying because of the rot in the drug industry. And she realized that the greatest criminals here were her own brothers, and she faced them headlong. One day, she landed at the bridgehead in Onicha and got all the shops of drug sellers shut down because they were doing the wrong thing. 
They kidnapped his brother, her brother. She continued. They attempted to kill her. The bullet passed on her headscarf. She continued until she eventually left that office and eventually died. Some died. Some even believe she was poisoned. Some. I don't say so. It's not true. But here was a person who, because of her Christian formation, put the witnessing to the truth before every private personal group interests. Now, Mr. President, Mr. Commissioner of Police, Mr. Chief Services or Mrs. Messrs. Chief Service Officers, can you please learn from this woman? She was not from the moon. She was a Nigerian. What? And you, teacher, corrupt teacher, refusing computer-based tests in your universities because you know through that you will no longer be able to be sorted before your students pass their exams. You, corrupt teacher, insisting that your students must pay you some money before you approve their projects. You, corrupt teacher, taxing parents in order to get people who do exams for them in the name of Expo. And you, corrupt priests, administrator of Catholic schools, closing your eyes or even abetting that. What are you doing with your anointing? You are my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus is the only one that has that title by right. We will only get that title if we live like Christ lived. If we live in him. That's the only time we can get that title. And it is possible. Now Christmas is over. Work has begun.